0: Nick Govia is the founder and CEO of Blurred. In January 2019, Blurred was named as PR Week's number one to watch for 2019. Within a few short months, it secured a number of major global clients focusing on work which embraces the blurring of the lines between corporate, consumer, and internal and external communications. She is also a previous guest of the show. Nick, welcome welcome back to Agency Dealmasters.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, super excited to have you back on the show. And as I was saying, just off air, w- the the focus of our podcast, the last time that we spoke was really about core values and and the, the guiding principles that you use in your life and your personal life and your business life to sort of guide the growth of Blurred. And I think at this time, it's really important to sort of look at what are the guiding principles or values that we should be thinking about or employing in our lives to sort of guide us through this very troubling time. Um, so that's why I wanted to sort of get you back on the show specifically to talk about how agencies and creative businesses should be thinking about um, core values. But just before we get into that, talk take us through your thoughts over the last, how your thoughts have changed over the last two to three weeks, you know, we all know that things are changing very, very quickly on an hourly and daily basis. How have they, how have your thoughts changed, matured and flexed as we've sort of moved from uh, the crisis of a couple of weeks ago to now of a more of a steady remote working uh, environment?
1: It's so weird. It's like we're in some kind of TARDIS, isn't it? My daughter's really into Doctor Who at the moment that I can't even work out. Like, time and space has just got so mixed up. <laughs> I was talking to yesterday, and I said, oh, a month ago, and it's like, no, that was two weeks ago. I think because none of us are even leaving our homes, we can't sure. work out when was what. Sure. And I think it was last week, I don't know, or maybe the week before that you asked me to do this, and even looking back on the email exchange we had then, it seemed like a world...
0: It seems like a think. long time ago, doesn't it? Yeah. Does it even matter right now how long ago it was?
1: It, it's, it's so weird because... Yeah i think it's so massive what's happening to us um globally excuse me <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry my cough is uh, recovering from bronchitis i'd like to point out okay so, nothing worse than that sure uh, it's so strange what's happening to us it's the, the human brain it's just taking us mm. a while to all kind of catch up and i look back now and i'm like why did i not make a decision on that quicker and it's like well it's because it's such an extraordinary position i mean if mm. you think back in january Um, when we clicked forward into this year, none of us could have possibly have guessed this would be the world we're we're living in. And and you talk about values, but for me, that's why they become ever more important because the values are the things that never change. They're true to us as individuals, to, to businesses. And actually, you know, we need them more now than we ever did to help us make decisions in areas that we never thought we would possibly be contemplating. So I'm finding our values... Uh, really, really helpful to me and to my kind of board colleagues at the moment, in order to kind of prioritize and make kind of key business decisions. Mm. I can give you a really nice example of one of our values in action actually um, which is one of our values is democratic, and your voice will be heard and something that we did very quickly as a as a business was to introduce these kind of remote fitness sessions because Again, we believe that, you know, healthy body, healthy mind all works well. So we introduced four times weekly remote Zoom fitness classes. So hit and cardio and Great. yoga. Yeah. And um, I was talking to one of our clients and she was just, you know, chewing the fat about how we were doing and how they were doing. And I said we were doing this and she was like, oh, that's so amazing. You know, I wish, you know, my company was doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and straight away, the democratic value of blurred kicked in and it, Suddenly made me realise that of course, if we were being true to that value, it wouldn't be something we were just doing for our colleagues. It would be something we'd be doing for our clients and for um, Mm. our cohort members and for friends of Blair. And straight away, you know, that that's just an example of of how it's it's difficult times, but everyone can lean back on a value. And now suddenly we have these four times weekly classes and right. we're catching up with clients and you know cohort members and we've got people dining in from Detroit and Spain and great, great. and you know all, all over and, and it's although we're not it that's not helping our clients in terms of you know a business need they have right now it's helping clients in terms of an emotional need they have right mm. now but they mm. have little break and I think that's just a good example of you know turning to your values in order to make you know decisions even in terms of morale or or what use you can be to your clients when, you know, at the moment, they're even struggling just to, you know, keep going with what they had planned currently, because suddenly they've got kids at home and and all the rest of it. But I just think that's quite a good example of it in practice, really.
0: Yeah, no, it really is a really good example. So, and, and I guess, for me, the values piece is all around, as you said before, how do you make decisions when all around you sort of it feels as though there's just chaos and uncertainty all around you. It's your North star. It's your guiding principle. It's the way that you make decisions in these, in these troubling times. Talk talk a little bit about what some of the other guiding or, or other core values are that you have. And the other thing that jumps out to me is sort of the importance of making these core values, things that are timeless, things that are ageless, things that don't change because, um, if, for whatever reason, a core value doesn't apply or can't apply in every single circumstance, or in every single sort of troubling circumstance, then, to me, the core value tends to fall down. So they really need to be ageless, they really need to be enduring principles that can be applied in whatever troubling situation, in whatever time uh, period that we sort of find ourselves in, um, talk a little bit about some of the other values that you have and talk about how you arrived at sort of those ageless, um, sort of principles that can be applied at, at any time.
1: So all of ours strangely begin with a D <laughs> and that wasn't um, intentional. We we did a workshop actually at the very beginning of, of blurred and went through, um, kind of personal values and then saw how they, with the board you know where there was um kind of unity across those and they became our kind of core values as a a business and then just most of them seem to begin with a d so then those that didn't we found the equivalent um word that did it just helps people remember them (laughs) but um they're just super relevant at the moment because so for example the top value is daring a hope Mm -hmm. for the brave so and they all are universal like you say they don't ever relate to a single moment in time but right now that's really important to be brave because we mm-hmm. all know that if decisions are made where you're being driven by fear they inevitably mm-hmm. are the wrong ones whereas if you you know if you make decisions based on a place of confidence um, they're more likely to come from the right place and that doesn't mean be foolish or ignore what's happening but by being driven by fear, inevitably, you're going to end up in, in a difficult situation. So from the very beginning, we actually took some quite key steps quite quickly in terms of looking at our you know, financial position, etc. Hmm. And rather than just, you know, let's see how things go. We'd made some quite significant um, moves early on in terms of, you know, how we were going to deal with this. And plan for the worst, just to shore us up as much as we um, physically could do. And then knowing that, you know, we've, we've made big decisions up front, you can then feel more confident and therefore you're more naturally likely to be brave about mm. how you face that situation. I see. Okay. And, and, I, and it's, it's genuinely, um there was some interesting conversations between us and some of our advisors where they kept, you know, saying like, you know, we've just got to all be really optimistic and brave and I kept saying there is nothing that any of us are communicating here that is anything other than <laughs> confident and and brave, you know, but so. practical business decisions. So for mm. example, we were about to sign a new lease on a new office. Mm. You know, and yes you can be confident and go, hopefully in three months time we'll all be back in the office. Um, but there's still the practical considerations of well if, what if we're not and we're in this enviable, or enviable position actually of potentially not having rent to pay for the next few months. Hmm. Surely that needs to be a you know, sensible decision when there is an opportunity to kind of renegotiate um, at a moment in time. And I think sometimes that's where it's difficult because you can be bullish and you can you know, make grand statements about what we think will happen when, but truthfully, none of us know so, but it's about more keeping, you know, your head straight and knowing that you've, you you are, making decisions rather than letting decisions make you. if, sure. that, if that almost makes sense.
0: No, it really does. And and so so those core values that, that you have for the business are those also applied in your personal life as well? Because, I mean, this is this crisis has been both an economic. Uh, sort of issue for all of us but also obviously relating to our businesses but also it's been a a personal crisis as well you know um, you know we're dealing with families and friends that are going through both health issues um, but also anxiety issues working from home there's the social distancing there's all the uncertainty around what the future holds so from a from a business point of view, the guiding principles will be really relevant and, and valuable, but also from a personal point of view, I'm wondering how those values sort of apply to the way that you think about your own personal life. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, they, they do inevitably, you know, they, they are going to ring true for me because I'm the, you know, CEO of the business. So they, they came predominantly from um, me, but, but it's true for all of us. It's like, you know democratic again you know your voice will be heard like we said to the team this morning it's all right to have bad days it's all right to feel upset it's all right to feel frustrated as you flip from sunday to monday and there's no real difference because <laughs> you are You know so we've all got to find ways um to just make do and get and get through yeah. right now and it's such different pressures for different people you know i've got two young kids it's really hard that I'm very lucky because my husband's a stay-at-home dad hmm. but still you know immense pressure on him with two kids at the moment and um, my other colleagues a lot of them have kids you know and again both with them and their partners working how we try and balance this out but it's equally entirely different um, issues facing some of the people that don't have kids you know a lot of these grown-ups are now living back with their parents mm. as opposed to being mm. in the London flats and that brings entirely different um, challenges sure but we um we've got in place because you know demo we're very democratic we allow people to do what they need to do when they need to do it mm. so um, you know it's it's about trusting people and it's about saying you know do what you need to do and a lot of companies now are bringing in new holidays um, legislate or not legislation but you know saying you've got to take holiday now in the next six months Mm. it's going to be really busy in the next half potentially particularly our types of business and we are again our values mean that we don't dictate that but we just say you're all grown-ups look at the situation you know if we're likely to have a quiet a couple of months now's the time to take your holiday Mm. be a crying shame when we're massively busy again If, um, you know, suddenly everyone wants to take holidays then and it puts us in a difficult position. But again, our values tell us how we should behave. And it's not actually, you know, we've just had our, this month is our second biggest month in our history. It's not like we've been, we haven't actually been hit by anything yet, but naturally as we hit the top of the curve in next month or so, of course, you know, some of our clients are gonna be unwell. Some of them are gonna be coping with the changes but equally another of our values is distinct, you know, it's not about being a slave to how things have always been done. So, you know, true to that, we are open to all sorts of suggestions and have been like this with our clients and our team of, you know, we can make our completely new rules right now for mm. how we think things should be done. You know, everything's open, everyone can suggest. Um, and we don't have to do it in the ways that everyone else has done it and, and you know an example of that healthy body healthy mind thing i talked about before is a perfect example of that you know someone just chipped in and said you know i think i'm really going to miss exercise so we were like right let's find a way to sure. really good instructors just you know for us and our sure. and, and our colleagues and and so all of that does make a difference because people mm. then feel that they're you know being heard as well which is really important
0: really interesting you said a moment ago that you were getting some really good advice um on structuring the business or looking at the business over the next few months as this plays out what's been some of the best advice that you've received um i I assume as all agency owners are right now that they're speaking to both uh they're getting both financial advice from advisors they're getting hr advice they're getting employment advice etc uh, and advice on sort of, you know, what the government is um, uh, planning to help help businesses. W- what's been some of the most useful advice that you've received so far?
1: Um, a lot of it's been practical, as you say, you know. Um, so some of it has been, again, because if we go back to that point of everyone wants to be ultimately confident. So make hard decisions early. And these aren't decisions, hard decisions that affected the core team, incidentally. And, you know, we've not, no one's job has been affected, Mm -hmm. but, you know, give yourself the best possible chance for the worst possible um, situation that might unfold. So, for example, you know, of course, we've taken out maximum overdrafts, you know, options. Of course, we've applied for loans, even though we don't need those Mm -hmm. currently, we start the paperwork. So that you're in the, that best possible position and you know and overnight we you know we changed our, our cash flow position by also just restructuring things looking at things slightly differently again without affecting the core team at all um, but by you know preparing for the, the worst and then being able to look at your cash flow position and your p; l and go okay even if this gets really dark you know we are going to be absolutely fine sure um it gives you the confidence to make decisions based on confidence as opposed to fear so that's that's been really kind of smart advice and also um i think just not reading everything because that's what i struggled with at first you know, okay on top of every single yeah. piece of legislation and every single email and every yeah. services company giving you their take on it it's too much it, yeah you know, limit it down. And there were some amazing resources like the Lord Mayor's Office has, and I'd strongly suggest everyone looks at this, actually. They have okay. uh, they've been offering people an hour with a business advisor. Hmm. Plus, um, you know, quite a lot of law firms have been as well. Um, i got a great email from Francis Ingham with the PRCA, even for non-members, um, they're offering half an hour of kind of legal advice. Brilliant. But to kind of get, get your questions together... <laughs> and then save it for like those types of appointments where it's one-on-one with people who aren't giving conflicting information, but where it's very kind of crystal sure. clear information. Cause otherwise I was finding, you know, I was losing three hours a day just purely trying to stay on top of
0: Yeah. It's everybody. impossible. Yeah. There's no way you can do it.
1: Exactly. And then just, you know, do, do what you do best. You know, mm. do, and, and I think even in terms of being, creative everyone is being creative right now every parent who's got a kid at home who's trying to juggle their work is being creative you know joe wicks's fitness club <laughs> an example of him just being you know yeah. creative and going what do people need right now so it i've just, been
0: doing that with my six-year-old
1: yeah well exactly <laughs> everyone has got to think differently right now and i do mm-hmm. think we've been sleep we sleepwalk through a lot of life and this has given us all this wake up call and it's hard, you know, because suddenly it's like everything I once knew no longer is. (laughs) It actually is a great opportunity to go, right. You know, there are things that can be done, you know, differently. But again, it's not just treating people as human beings and and understanding people's needs. And and like I said, it it wasn't done in a contrived way, but our clients have responded so well that we're meeting that simple need that four times a week they can join a remote, you know, fitness class. It's, It's, you know, And the happy coincidence or or the happy outcome of that is, you know, they feel connected to us and it feels good and it feels like we're in this together. Hmm. Um, And that's not contrived. It's just because we're doing what feels totally true to us and our values.
0: Hmm. That's a really good point that you make there around sort of uh, maintaining relationships and adding value to clients over this period of time, because as many agency owners have, have sort of reiterated, you know, they'll, they'll remember those people that were there for them at this time when we do. And obviously that's not the reason for doing it. You're doing it because it's the right thing to do, as you said. Um, but obviously there's a, you know, there's a, um, a, a business element to this as well. Talk, talk to me a little bit about the sales and marketing and then, and the new business element of this, how should we be thinking about, um, sales marketing, a new business at this time because nobody really wants to be sold to at this point. Nobody really wants to buy at this point. Um, unless you're in in the grocery, uh, in the grocery industry okay. and, and you're right. And, and, and many other uh, sort of industries are sort of thriving as well, actually. Um, zoom, no, <laughs> no doubt. Um, but, but how should we be thinking generally across the industry about sales marketing new business, keeping relationships with clients, developing relationships with clients over this period of time. How, how are you thinking about it?
1: We are just thinking about it is give people what they want and need right now and nothing more, nothing less. You know, they don't want to be sold to, they know what we're good at. Um, they know where we are. Um, and actually a lot of what we're doing above and beyond the kind of um, fitness stuff is, you know, we're speeding up some of the releases of our own podcast, for example, to give people a bit of Go light on. shade in an you know, an hour they can tune into something else. Mm-hmm. We're still plowing ahead with events we were doing, we're just making them virtual. So we're doing an event with them um, on ESG um in April and we've got the likes of Black Rock as a speaker, um, which is which is brilliant. So we're still doing that, but we're just doing it via um Zoom and we and you know our clients just know that we're here as and when they need us and, and we've still got all our existing work on and actually mm-hmm. We've got a new lead that's come through this morning because pe- where people are like, you know this is classic blurred territory you have a huge yeah. corporation going, we need to talk to our consumers we need to talk to our corporate audience sure. you know, we need to speak internally we need to speak externally you know help us so we've still got quite a lot of opportunities like that kind of coming, through. Again, but no one's going to appreciate being um actively sold to at the moment yeah. and actually yeah. our clients have been amazing as well we um our clients have all paid either early or exactly on time. And really, I that's, that's never
0: happened before.
1: Amazing. Right now is you know yeah. keeping the machine, um, keeping the machine running. So sure. I would know it again, it's just like turn to your values, turn to what what you are good at doing. Be supportive to clients, let them know you're there, but don't be an added, um, you know, don't be an added burden. Don't be. And sure. we, we were in the process of hiring lots of people who mm-hmm. like, job specs off. And of course, you know, one of the measures I talked about earlier that we made instantly was, you know, let's put that on hold because obviously it makes sense to. But again, you know, the, the way that the recruiters responded, you know, there's some that you can feel the desperation and some sure. it's like, I totally get it. Of yeah, this is what's going to happen. Sure. But who do we respond better to? You know, we respond better to those that, Just accepting of the fact that we're all gonna, we're all gonna feel pain. No one is going to be free from this, but nobody wants anyone else to make them feel, you know, guilty in that, in that time. And and hopefully, when we all come out the other side, all those things will switch back on again instantly. Yeah, yeah. Got to be, you know, you've got to be right and fair to people as far as you can possibly be, whilst also ensuring that we protect, you know, the overall company because that's the thing that. That pays everyone's salaries and, yeah. and helps people sleep at night.
0: Absolutely love it. um Last couple of questions, Nick, and then I'll I'll, I'll let you go. What's the first thing you're going to do after after lockdown?
1: Oh God, I haven't, I haven't even thought of that. <laughs> Either the room.
0: first restaurant or first activity. What you know? What first place you're going to
1: go to? Oh, you know what? I want to see my family. Um, my particularly my mum and dad and my brother. Mm. My brother's had. COVID-19, so we've already gone through that with one member of the family being, not in hospital, but, you know, scary. Yep. Yeah, yeah, of course. We were meant to be going this Friday away to a cottage with my um, extended family for my dad's 75th. So that's, you know, that's gutting. Um, so that's what I'm most looking forward to is scheduling my dad's 75th back mm. in. We'd bought him, um, par- not, not hand gliding, paragliding. I don't
0: know. Okay, something where you jump off and fly with not very much support.
1: My dad's a 75 year old ex. So you can imagine, just imagine how well he's adjusting to being locked inside. Yeah, sure. So for me, that's what I can't wait to do is actually, you know, physically hug my family, extended family members and um, celebrate these, you know, milestone moments together. Yeah, Yeah. amazing.
0: Absolutely love it. Last last question, I, I, uh, I like to end these podcasts all with a silver linings piece. Uh, it's not all been doom and gloom. In fact, there've been many advantages that have come out of this uh, crisis, both personally and professionally. Uh, for me, I'm spending a lot more time on the phone and Skype with friends and family members that I never really would have spoken to for that length of time before in peacetime. Um, so talk about some of your own silver linings, both personally and professionally.
1: It's actually been um, incredible personally because, because I've had this acute bronchitis. We've been in lockdown for um, three or four weeks now, actually. So we're ahead of the curve. Our kids were out of school for two weeks before it um, oh, wow. shut down because I was quite high um, risk. And also we think my son might have had it. Um, so, but it's been... Ex- It's been amazing and actually quite incredible to spend such time together, you know, to have breakfast, lunch and supper together every day. We are very fortunate where we live in the country where at the end of our garden is a fence and then there are fields and woods. So, you know, we've been able to go out every day down to a street lunchtime and, and that's joyous and it has made me rethink things. So we do total, we've always done totally flexible working at bird. Mm. So that was actually really easy for us to switch it on. I still used to go into the office four times a week and I'll never do that again. You know, I won't, I have changed for good now. I'll go in three days probably. I will probably spend more time here. And I think professionally it's just been the team spirit.
0: Mm.
1: We hire based on values as well as skills and to see those come to life in the difficult situation is just great. And, you know, people have been showing their vulnerable side and I love that, you know, if they're finding it hard, they say so. Mm -hmm. Um, that equally, everyone's taken responsibility for keeping each other's chins up when that's needed as well. And overall, the morale has been, you know, fantastic. And I, I you know, I, I love the team for that. But again, you know, one of our core benefits is we do coaching for everybody. And we've actually upped that. So everybody has access to a, you know, world class executive coach at the moment. And I think that has made a massive difference. So, you know, when people feel that they can't cope, they can call on a professional that's funded by the company to help them through those times and 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 that makes me really proud that mm. we are you know really looking after our our people but yeah it's it's we're a few weeks in and you know how we'll all feel in a couple of months you know <laughs> but you know I, yeah. I i i love seeing the rise in spirit of everybody across the country across the globe sure it's great for once you know all our own personal differences are, are kind of just slipping away and it's sure. just, you
0: know getting through this together a lot of solid
1: solidarity regular. yeah exactly
0: yeah brilliant great place to end uh nick thank you so much for doing this
1: you're welcome thank you so much for having me on
0: in response to the situation we'll be putting out regular COVID 19 podcast updates to share how world-class agencies and business leaders are responding to the challenging situation Topics will include finance, steps agencies should be taking, and the latest on government initiatives. HR, what measures agencies should be putting in place and answering questions on SSP. Business continuity, planning, working remotely, how to optimize your remote working setup. Managing stress and anxiety, advice on staying strong for your family, employees, and yourself. Sales and marketing, how to emerge stronger post-crisis supporting others and much, much more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.